With another episode of Bitch, Bitch I'm, I'm Not, not a, a Therapist. therapist. My name is Bea. And my name is Dylan. Welcome to episode five? Four. Think... Technically four. Kind of five. Well, the intro doesn't. Okay, yeah, five. Yeah. Technically for you, yes, five. But yeah. For us, it's four. Yeah. The, um, the intro was whatever. Anyways, guess what we're going to talk about? We're changing it up. It's not on relationships this time. Nope. It's going to be on. Um, Mixed race. We're both mixed race, so we're going to talk about this. Yeah. And we're also going to talk about... What are we going to talk about, Dylan? We're going to talk about uh, coming from religious school backgrounds. Yep. Both going to Catholic schools. Mm-hmm. And also going into coming out. I'm coming out. Come in. <laughs> I want the world to know. <laughs> Got to let it show. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is our topic for today. So, I guess, I mean... Put it into context. I know. Bea, what is your your ethnicity? ethnicity? (laughs) Okay, well, I'm pretty basic. If we're going to get into the nitty-gritty ancestry, I'm just going to skip that out. Because there's a lot of 1% of something, 2% of others. But basically, French-Canadian, African-American. My mom is from Vancouver, Canada. And my dad is from, um, he grew up in Chicago and Mississippi in the States. Uh, so I've got a little bit of both. My mom's white, my dad's black, so I'm half and half. That's half what I half. am. Yeah. Nice. Half and half, like a good old cappuccino or a latte. <laughs> half calf. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? What are you? I feel so, like you're a smorgasbord of things. I am definitely, well, if I were to go into detail about the detail details. Yeah. Mine, I think, makes a l- somewhat more sense. I'm not going like 2% this and 4% like like a milk or whatever. Milk? <laughs> like 2% milk. Um, my dad was born here. He is Italian. Both of his parents were, well, one of his parents was not born here, born in Italy. Yeah. My mom was born in South America in a country called Guyana. Google it because I know most of you probably never heard of that place. Mm. It's uh, basically, it's right next to Venezuela, north of Brazil. Yeah. It's the only English speaking country in South America. So my mom's background, she's also very mixed. Um, basically, generalization, my mom's side is black, um, Latin mixed and German, and there's also some Amerindian, and that's basically the indigenous people of South America. Wow. So, I'm a smorgasbord. Smorgasbord? Smorgasbord. I'm a <laughs> charcuterie board. Charcuterie board. That's what I am. Of, an assortment of, of cheeses, meats, yeah, and I am a shit olives mix. and grapes. I am a shit mix, yeah. basically, of a lot of different things. You're like a mutt. <laughs> that's so rude. I know. <laughs> but yeah. It's yeah. okay. I'm a mutt too. Honestly, yeah. I'm like 1% Filipino. How that, fun is that? That's what I would tell people. You're Filipino. <laughs> 1% Filipino, 1% oh. European Jewish. Lachaim. I need to stop. <laughs> you need to stop that. <laughs> I know. Interesting. I just want to break a plate so badly. Oh, no. That's Greek. <laughs> yeah, that's Greek. <laughs> they, the Jews, I think, step on a glass when they get married. I think. Yeah. I think. I'm not too sure. I'm not Jewish. I'm not too sure. But I'm pretty sure some one ethnic group does that. I don't know who it is. Yeah. Well, it might be. You might be part of that. I, who knows I, at this point. I have to Google it. <laughs> 0.5%. I know. I'm thinking like a little bit Irish too. Like a oh lot God. of Northeast African. Basically putting it for we are the future. We, <laughs> we are the future. Everyone's going to look the like us The minorities will rule. Yeah. Everyone's going to look like us eventually. <laughs> We're just ahead of the game. Yeah. <laughs> We're so, born in the game. We're ready to go. <laughs> So that's a little bit of background about who we are. 
Put that into context. Yeah. Like, I mean, going down the street and just being like stopped. Oh my gosh. What are you? Where are you from? Yeah. (laughs) It's like, oh, I'm from like Vancouver. And they're just like, no, but where are you from? I'm like, bitch, I was born and raised here. Burn to be specific. Yeah. (laughs) They're just like, oh, you just look so exotic. You look like you're not from here. You're just like, "Uh, you're Caribbean. Huh? (laughs) Or That's that racial ambiguity. Yeah. Right. Which is great because... It's nice, I think, to be mixed. Yeah. I love it. I love it, too. Gives me I, an I, edge. I, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm mixed. You yeah. don't know what, what I am. I love coming out of the sun and being brown. It's just great. <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm so excited for summer. I like being able to, as the, summer, as the sun changes and you get darker and darker, you yeah. almost change ethnicities. Do you know how many times I have to change my foundation? Oh, God. Yeah, because it's like, I have my winter foundation, but then there's like that crossover foundation. So, like, mm. you gotta, like, you gotta do it a little bit darker because, you know, you're gonna start getting a little bit darker, but you just can't, you can't go full on summer shade. Okay. I would say, like, growing up, I mean, I don't like wearing foundation at all, but growing up, I was wearing probably, I'd have like a solid four choice of foundations a year, mm-hmm. you know, summer, spring, winter, fall. Oh, my God. <laughs> you're like buying a whole thing for a family of five. Yeah. Yeah, like, it's like going to Costco. Are there? It's like going to Costco. It's like, give me the family pack. <laughs> the family pack. So, because your family was you're biracial, I yeah, guess, if what we want to call it that. Um, I mean, family wise, did you find that it was an interesting experience growing up, knowing that like you know both parents were different ethnicities, very different. Yeah. My parents in particular. So, I mean, my parents got divorced when I was two. Okay, so I had a uh, and my dad's side of the family is from the U.S., so they live in Mississippi and Chicago. Oh. So I was very separated from that side of the family than I am with my Canadian family, mm-hmm. um, which is my mom's family. All of them are white. If you're from Vancouver, Pitt Meadows, Maple Ridge, that's where they're pretty much like surrounding and from. Mm-hmm. And then my grandparents and, and us, we grew up like more North Vancouver. Um, and then my immediate family, we moved to Coquitlam later on but um so basically like i really had no connection like intimate connection to the black side of my family Mm -hmm. i would see them i mean i haven't been there probably for i want to say like 12 years wow 10 to 12 years um so it's been like a very long time but so i'm i would say i'm very uh, i was very out of tune with my black heritage growing up and like especially being in vancouver going to a catholic school everybody is like I mean, very mainstream. Mm-hmm. Also, it's like a like most of the class I would say would probably be majority. At one high school I went to, it was majority white. Mm-hmm. The, the other high school I went to, there was like a shit mix of like yeah. Asians, blacks, whites, um, indigenous. Like there was mm-hmm. like a bunch. So I definitely wasn't too cultured. On did you ever? Sorry to interrupt you, but did you ever like identify with one ethnicity more so than the other? I mean, I would say I definitely identified more with the, I mean, that, okay, that's where like it comes really hard. I would say I identified more with my white, but that's because I was grown up around all the white traditions. I was grown up around all, you know, like French Canadian. I would say I had like French Canadian background. So like there was Mardi Mardi Gras, Mardi Gras. (laughs) (laughs) Mardi Gras, you're from Boston. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So there was like Mardi Gras and stuff like that, but I never really got too, too into um, my black heritage. Which was very confusing for me because at like going to, I went to various different schools. I went to three different elementaries and two different high schools. So Mm -hmm. I like bounced around a lot. Bouncing around. Yeah. So I mean, at one high school, I was like, 
the half black girl that was super white. And then at the other high school, I was the half black girl that was whitewashed, but like I was called like ghetto and black and shit like that. Yeah. Like it was just super annoying. So I had like, I had a very bad, um, kind of just like an identity issue with figuring Mm -hmm. out who I was where I was being accepted, how I could be accepted. Now I don't give a fuck. I am who I am. I'm half black. I'm half white. I'm proud to be both. And I would say now I I identify, I would say I'm like a 60-40. I feel like I identify 60% with like my, um, my black side and then 40% <clears throat> my white side just mm-hmm. because I've educated myself much more and I've surrounded myself around people who understand who are more cultured yeah. i would say yeah. understand more stuff like that um but yeah what about you see that was the interesting thing because i i felt like growing up i had a kind of an identity crisis yeah. in that ethnic standpoint because i didn't know what i felt what like what group i fell under mm-hmm. i would say like growing up i definitely was more drawn to my mom's side yeah and the caribbean culture Obviously, I was still full on into the Italian culture, too. But like it was interesting because even growing up, my brother, I found like he identified more with the Italian side. Mm -hmm. I identified more with my mom's side. Mm -hmm. And as my brother grew up, he began to identify more with my mom's side. Yeah. And it's interesting because I think you well, for me personally, you get kind of like stuck in being like, I don't know what I am. Because, you know, society likes to box you into like you're one or the other. Yeah. But did you ever find like when you would fill out like forms and they would ask you. Like on the airplane and customs. Yeah. And they'd ask you to identify your race and I'd be like. White, "Mm, black, Latin, other, Can I check more than one box? They're like, how many people are on this plane? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No. Are you you signing for two? No, because sometimes I would be like, I don't know. Like I would always check mixed Mm -hmm. if it was an option. Yeah. Other. Because yeah. I was like, I don't, I'm not, I'm not white. Yeah. And I'm not black and I'm not this or that. So yeah. it's like, I can't say I'm one or the other. Yeah. And obviously like sometimes my dad would be like, or people would be like, oh, you're, you're white because my skin would be a little bit lighter. To yeah. Me. And then the summer came along and they're like, we don't know what you are. Especially if like you're getting off that plane at like 12, <laughs> you know, like, and you're just like, I don't know. Like, what am I? <laughs> you're like freaking you four out. Four minutes to save the world. I know. Like you're just like trying to get to the airport as fast as possible, or like you're coming off like a sports trip, and you're just trying to get off at the same time as all your friends. Everyone's done filling out their papers, and you're just like, I still don't know which box to fill. Customs officers. Everyone's like, filled out white. You're like the only one. <laughs> Customs are like, so you didn't check a box, and you'd be like, well, you tell me what I am. Yeah. I don't know. I'm still figuring it out. Yeah. With that, I would say part of my identity crisis was hugely surrounded around my hair. My hair, because I have naturally very curly hair, and I was so insecure about it because my mom, like, when I was growing up, my mom would spend two hours straightening my hair. That's how long it would take, two hours to straighten my hair perfectly. And when I went to school, people would always compliment, oh my gosh, your hair looks so nice like that. Why don't you wear like that more often? So as you grow up, you keep hearing more compliments when your hair is straight over when your hair is curly. Because, you know, your hair gets frizzy and you have to like, there's a lot of product. And when you're younger, you just hear all these negative things around curly hair, at least when I was growing up. And so high school hit, you're trying, everyone's trying to be cute and cool and like the same. You want to be as majority, all the girls in my hair, my, all the girls in my hair, God, no, all the girls in my class (laughs) had like, yeah, it was like majority of them had straight hair. So, um, I remember, I think it was like grade 10. I decided I was like, fuck it. I'm chemically straightening my hair i want straight hair so i got my mom to chemically straighten it worst idea of my life if you're out here and you're contemplating it don't do it this shit fried my hair 
got go back to that yearbook photo. It was like the worst. I had the worst acne, braces, fried <laughs> hair. I would look like a fucking turnip. You're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was like dead. I, I was so embarrassed. Um, but yeah, and then it took me four years to get my hair back to a natural curl. Um, yeah. And I had to do a huge chop first, which anybody who has damaged curls knows that. It's not going to come back until you do a big chop and it hurts on the inside to do really? that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I was so self-conscious. I was oh, like, yeah. my hair, hair was like in a bob. But like when I first met you, my hair was so short. And yeah, I, remember, I remember, um, one of our old managers bumped into her the other night and she was like, holy shit, your hair is so long now. And I'm like, that's what happens when you stop. I still straighten my hair like mm-hmm. now and then because I love changing it up. I don't like it being the same all the time. Yeah. But yeah, that was a huge identity crisis for me. Interesting. Do you, yeah. always, do you find that like with that identity crisis do you think that like were like, did you grow up with people asking you what are you oh my, oh my god. god what are you oh yeah i had that not just because of what i look like but also because of my name ah, yeah. Bea. it was just like oh what what ethnicity is that because it means something and i think some um east indian cultures ah. and then it also means something in some spanish cultures mm-hmm. and i remember some man actually like called me by my name one time and i was like i'm sorry do i know you because I think it means beautiful in some language in Spanish. Oh, okay. And then it means brother and housemaid. And like two <laughs> different... Sounds diff- about right. <laughs> yeah. And like two up. East Indian languages. I can't remember which ones they are. But uh, yeah. So I was like, excuse me, sir. Do I know you? And he was like, oh. He was like, no. I was just calling you beautiful. Because that's what that means. He was like, that's your name? Holy shit. He was like, that's so embarrassing. <laughs> I was like, thank you for the compliment. I Bye-bye. will take it. Yeah. But that happened to me all the time. Did that happen to you? asking uh, yeah oh, I mean, all the time yeah it still happens I feel like especially when we yeah like when we go to work oh when we go to work it's it's like working first of all working at a spanish restaurant oh the amount of times you and i it implies is this times, a family restaurant how many times have you and i've been asked does your dad own this yeah place? And I'm <laughs> like, like why would you think that yeah <laughs> can i not just work here they're like oh you guys could be siblings <laughs> I, yeah oh Maybe. yeah yeah <laughs> That happened a few times. Yeah, or like the amount me. of people, some would just come up to me and be like, hola. I'd be like, no hablo español. I had to, I had to <laughs> no look English. up how to say that just because it was happening so frequently at one point. No. I was like, people keep speaking Spanish to me and I don't speak your language. I was like, I don't get, I was like, I wish I could, but I can't because I'm not from there, but I yeah. wish I could. Yeah. That's but, the funny thing is I think people always, see, I don't mind when people ask. Yeah. It's how you ask. Yeah. That's straight up when people are like, what are you? And I'm like, I just said hello to you. Yeah. I, it- I, had, I, I had one time where I went up to a table. I said, hi, how's it going? Drop the water down. The first thing he said to me was, now don't tell me. You're not from here. Oh. And I was like, excuse me? I literally just said hello to you. And he was like, you're not from here. And I said, no, I am. I'm born in Canada. I'm born in Burnaby. Yeah. And he was like, no, no, you're not from here. And I looked at him and I was like, you're not from here. <laughs> Did you actually? I did, and I was, and he was like, "No, where are you? Like, where are you from?" And I, I had to be like, "No, I'm from here." Yeah. And then I explained my ethnic background to him, and I was, and then I asked him the same question, and he seemed like he was an old white man, and he yeah. seemed confused that I asked him, and I was like, "You're not from here, are you? Are you? I'm like, are unless you're indigenous." And then he said he was like Belgian or something like that, and I was yeah. like, "Oh, so you're also not from here?" Yeah. It's just so annoying when people land make stealer. That as- <laughs> land stealer. It's just so annoying when people make that assumption. It's it's just like, okay, what well, just because of the color of my skin, I'm yeah. not entitled to be a full on born and raised resident of mm-hmm. the country that I live in. Yeah, you're like, no, I'm boring. I'm born here. 
Yeah. Like, I mean, I have no problem. I have no problem answering questions. Mm -hmm. No problem educating. There's no issue. It's, it is basically just how you bring it up. Like, I remember I had these two men. I was serving them. And they were like, what are you? And they're just like, you just, you look like you're, you're like a mix of something. And I was mm -hmm. like, okay. I was like kind of annoyed at how they brought it up. But I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm half black and I'm half white. And they were like, oh, so you're mulatto. Oh, God. And I was like, okay. And at the time, I wasn't sure if it was like an offensive thing to say mm -hmm. or not. And some people find it offensive and some don't. In yeah. that moment, I didn't find it that offensive. But then like later on when I thought about it throughout the day, I was like, what the fuck? I was yeah. like, who just comes out and say, says that? Like, you don't know me. Like, yeah. you should say, you should not be saying that to people. Yeah, yeah. PSA, do not call anyone mulatto. Yeah. Okay? I mean, you don't know me. Don't, like, unless you, even if you do know me. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's, there's a, I think there's an artist out there. I think she's like a singer or rapper or something. Her name's Mulatto. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And, but. Take back the word. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's totally depends on how you want to take it. Mm hmm. Um, but I just think it's honestly disrespectful to say it if you don't have a personal connection with that person and have not had a cultured conversation. Yeah, and I understand that like most people are curious because I think being mixed, that racial ambiguity, oh, I think confuses some people. Yeah. Because if I'm if I'm being honest, I think a lot of people are accustomed to being able to put people into a box. You're mm -hmm. white, you're black, you're Asian, you're whatever. And if you're not in that box, it's like you broke the system. Yeah. You're like, what are you? You're, no, we're not supposed to mix. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? They're like, what happened to the 50s? The good old days. Yeah. <laughs> and like, people get so confused. And at the same time, you're just like, I'm just here trying to exist. And trust me, for me and for us, I think it's a lot more difficult because when you're mixed, quite often you, you feel that both sides are kind of unwilling to accept you as one of their own. Yeah. We were talking about this, the one drop rule. Yes. The yeah. one drop rule where basically like, you're not Italian enough to be Italian and you're not black enough to be black. Yeah. So you're in this gray area. I remember when I was in Italy visiting family, my Nono's older brother, crazy person, he passed away, RIP. But um, he, in part of that generation, so he has a little racial you know, tendencies, yeah. you know what I mean? And we were at his house eating and he was saying in Italian, because my mom was there, and he said in Italian to my Nono, basically, what is she? He was like, she's not black and she's not white, so what the hell is she? Mm -hmm. And my Nono got really pissed off, and he was like, that's my daughter-in-law. Yeah. And he told him to fuck off. And then Good. he, ba we were like mid-eating, and my Nono was like, we're going. Damn. And we got up and we left, and he told us after, and he was like, I'm not taking that kind of, that, what he interpreted was racism, because he yeah. was like, my brother can't seem to put my mom into a box. Yeah. And that ignited my, my Nono. And I think... Mm -hmm. Growing up, at least, because my nona was always very defending, defensive of my mom. Yeah. In that sense, like she was very, he was very protective of her, because mm -hmm. he knew the racism that she experienced growing up. So he, my nona was like, "No, you, you're not. No, you can't do that." Yeah. And those are one of those things where people, they get confused, and you're like, well, "There's nothing confusing." Yeah. Like if even like like I did a project on being mixed mm -hmm. in a sociology class and. I, because it was this class on race, mm -hmm. and in the entire course, we didn't talk once about mixed race people. And I did a project, and I kind of called out the prof being like, you know, there's no information on, on or studies on mixed race people and their experiences and how um, we experience life differently than other people do. Yeah. And the prof got mad at me, and she was like, well, there just isn't information out there. And I was like, yeah, exactly. That is my point. Yeah. No one is asking about 
our experience. No one's asking. No one's teaching. No one's researching. Yeah. And not to say that all mixed people experience the same thing. Although I think they do experience that same idea of an identity crisis and being like, I'm not, I don't know what I am. Yeah. And I think you could probably touch on that one drop rule, which basically to everyone that doesn't know, one drop rule is this old racist idea back in the States that, you know, if you had a drop of black in you, any, anything, you were essentially categorized as black, mm-hmm. right? If you had an aunt or like not an aunt, sorry, a grandparent who was black, you would be considered black yeah, because you were no longer pure white. You yeah. had that one drop. Yeah. I mean, for me, it was interesting whenever I'd go and um, visit my dad's side of the family, mm-hmm. it was like I was coming from Canada and, you know, like at, in Chicago, like my grandparents are from the projects in Chicago. Okay. It's like, like the poor part of like Chicago, yeah. like the shit Kanye West is rapping about, like oh. that. Yeah, like <laughs> it was you. Yeah. <laughs> so like I'm like we would go and like visit my grandparents, stay with them. It was super fun, you know. Like plastic on the couches. It was just like big family reunion barbecues, which was so great. It was like you had like collard greens, baked mac and cheese, um, mm-hmm. like biscuits, all that shit, and. My grandma would be like, oh my gosh, these girls have no meat on their bones. Like, you guys need to eat, 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 eat everything. Like, you guys need to, like, fatten up and get bigger. And, and like, my grandma, still to this day, cannot pronounce my name properly. And so they would always make fun <laughs> of, like, the way we would talk. She'd be like, bear. She doesn't pronounce the last A. It's like, bear. <laughs> so I just, like, find it so cute and funny. But, um, so, like, going there, it was like, okay, we're, like, we're, like, the white cousins from Canada, mm-hmm. like, you know, the half white cousins from Canada. And then, um, but still like so much love and everything. It was just like, we weren't like super part of their culture. Like we knew it. I mean, it might yeah. be different now. I haven't been there. Like I said, for like 10, 12 years, my sister went there recently and she had a blast, like mm-hmm. loved it, had a good time. And then here, <clears throat> um, it, I mean, God, I had some cousins and uncle actually, I had, um, I had an uncle a couple Easter's ago uh, call, uh, I think he was referring to nuts. Mm-hmm. And he called them nigger toes. Oh. Yeah. And he's very, like like I said, like my white side of the family, they're very white. And my grandma lost her shit. She went off on her brother. She was so, she was like, how dare you? Like, you yeah. know that we have, like, you know that you have nieces that are half black. Like, how like how dare you respect disrespect the culture like that? Lost it. Like, basically the same thing yeah left because it was just so disrespectful um and so like coming having i mean yeah uh, just having my dad come into my family mm-hmm. who was all white yeah um i think was i mean my mom would probably have better understanding on this but i'm pretty sure it was a little bit of a culture shock mm-hmm. for them mm-hmm. back then and like you know the 80s and the 90s yeah. um <clears throat> Not allowed. Yeah, they're just like, what? I mean, my grandparents are very open-minded and, like, very open people, and they're very yeah. friendly and loving, so they, um, I think, incorporated that a little bit better. But it was kind of like my grandma's siblings and um, my great-grandparents, I think, like, took it a little bit more difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, but once the kids came out, it was kind of like, okay, he's staying. Like, yeah. we must inquire. I mean, you know, like, yeah. So it's just... It's interesting. It's interesting when you grow up mixed, though, like because my older, my two older siblings, they're on my mom's side, and their their dad is Scottish, yeah. and both my older siblings are white, like white skinned, mm-hmm. and you would not be able to tell that 
we are related in yeah. that sense that we have the same mom. It was funny because my mom used to say that when she would take them to the park when they were kids, people would come up to her and ask her if she was the nanny. Stop. No, they would ask her if she was the nanny and she'd be like, no, these are my kids. And yeah. they're like, no, they're not. Because they were white and back when my mom was younger, her skin was a lot darker too. Yeah. And they would just assume that she was the nanny. And my mom was like, why do I have to be the nanny? Yeah. Like, it doesn't make any sense. And I, I, I don't know. It just blows my mind because people will, they'll question. They're like, you're, wait, that's your kid? Yeah. And you're like, yes, there's, you're just mixed. Interesting though, because mixed race people are the fastest growing ethnic group. I in know. In Canada right now. I like. They're, I think last time when I did my project, I think it was like two and a half percent, three percent of the Canadian population is classified as mixed currently. Really? So that is a, we are a growing group. We are taking over the world. Yeah. <laughs> Look out. Get on board. Do you ever find that with being mixed, you were fetishized in a way? I mean, yeah, you had, you, I always had those guys who like had a thing for light skins. Yeah. That's what it was called. Yeah. yeah. You know, like they were just like, Ooh, she's light skin. Or like they had like a track record of only being with light skin. So it was like, that mm-hmm. was, you know, so definitely for sure. Or halfies in general. Yeah. Just like, yeah, I'm more into like half halfies and it's like, yeah. okay, what's wrong with being all this or all that or yeah. you know like and it was like okay so if i wasn't half would i not be good enough for you yeah <laughs> you know i find that I, I it's weird that but being mixed you are definitely there's more of a hyper sexualization i think to mixed race people because there's this idea that they're exotic looking because mm. you can't put them in a box right even like with models now like it, having mixed race models is something that they look for yeah because even, they want you to it almost covers more bases they're like why get an, an asian and a black model when you can have both in one no so i i did some extra work on sonic the hedgehog <laughs> shout out <laughs> find me in the cameos <laughs> but um so i remember i was getting my hair and makeup done and the girl was like she, my, I, my hair was straight at the time and she was like is your hair naturally curly and I was like yeah and she was like why did you straighten it I was like oh it's just been straight for like three or four days now so I just like kept it like this to come here mm-hmm. and she was like you should really leave it curly and redo like do headshots she was like the demand for your ethnicity is huge in the business right now and I was like or no she didn't even say ethnicity she said the, the demand for people like you yeah that's what she said and I remember I just kind of like froze and I was like uh I was like, is she being fucking serious? And I was like, oh, okay, good to know. Because I don't know when I get, when people say that, I don't Mm -hmm. really, I'm not great at clapping back because I'm so caught off guard that people still talk like this. Oh yeah, no, it's true. And it's funny because like even in the gay community, if being mixed is highly sought after. Yeah. Like, like, I'm not going to lie. I've definitely used it and like been like, yeah, I'm like, you put on your profile, you're like, I'm half black, I'm Latin and I'm Italian. And everyone's like, you're the best of all the worlds. (laughs) You're like, you, you have all the good foods. You, have, yeah, <laughs> yeah. you are everything I need all in one. Yeah. I don't need to date four people. I could just date you. Yeah. And it's like, like even for me, like I've the last three people that I've dated and the guy that I'm dating now are, are all mixed. Really? So maybe I have a thing for mixed race people. <laughs> but like, it's interesting because I've been told by people there when you tell them your ethnicity, they're like, oh, mixed race people are the most are the best looking. They're always like the hottest people are mixed. And you're just like, this is a compliment. Or are you just overgeneralizing yeah. everyone that's mixed? And therefore, because we're mixed, we are more valuable. Yeah. This is this is so interesting to me because growing up in high school, 
Mm-hmm. You know, you go to parties yeah. and stuff. And I always felt like I was the one that was like never really desired. I was always oh. like like the friend that was on the back burner. I don't know. And I feel like um, everybody was always going for all the girls who were like white or mm-hmm. white looking. And so like, God forbid, I went to a party with my hair and it was curly. I was so insecure and I was like, no guy's going to want to kiss me and like, da da da, like this and this. And I was just so insecure. That was something I was so insecure. I was just like, well, I'm half black and half white. And like, there's all these like pretty white girls at the mm-hmm. party. So like, yeah, right. Nobody's going to want to freaking look at me and like, yeah. do you know? So I was just like so insecure about that. And, um, and also like growing up in a Catholic school, yeah, it's there's I mean, at one of my high schools, I swear to God, I think there was only three, three, not even full. There was one full black guy and me and I want to say one or two half black girls. Was this the one that we went to together? No, the, the other, other one. one. Okay. Yeah, the other yeah. one that I went to in North Van. Because I'm going to say the one that, that was, we went to was mixed. No, so. I know. And so at that my, school was ethnic. Yeah, there were so many at that one. But at this one, which was in North Vancouver, there was really not a lot of mixed race people. Mm-hmm. I would say if anything, there was more Asians and more mixed race Asians. Like I had a lot of friends who were Filipino or half Filipino, um, Korean, stuff like that. But rarely you would see a lot of or any black people at that school. Mm-hmm. Where at the school you and I went to... Like, it was so different going from that one to the other one because I think there was, I want to say, like, at least eight or nine black people in my class. Yeah. Um, like, full and half. It might have to do with where the schools were, too, because the one in North, I mean, not saying that certain regions in the, in the city are less diverse, but, it, I mean, they are. Yeah. I mean, the one that we both went to was in an area that was, I would say, highly diverse. The people that lived in the area, at least. Yeah, that's, that's true. There was a lot of new immigrants that were in that area. There was a lot of people that were coming over as refugees that were living in that area too. Yeah. It was very frustrating because I would be called, you know, the Oreo. Black on the outside, white on the inside, whitewash this, really? whitewash that. Yeah. But it was also frustrating for not just me, but for other people that were like black my grade, especially some of the girls, I think, because um, uh, you had all of these like guys or just people who were like super hyped up and they'd be like, just roasting people mm-hmm. kind of and so i remember there was me and two other girls um we were all uh two of us were half one of us was full and uh you kind of got shit on or joked about uh because of like oh so and so's so and so's is like half black and half white too how come she's more cultured than you are yeah. and it's like how how can you define what I like? You don't really know who I am. You don't know yeah. where I grew up. You don't know what my culture like. So who are you to define what I am? Yeah. Like I am not what your whole perception of me is. All you see is the surface. You don't know who the fuck I am. So don't be assumption like making assumptions of me like that. And it also does not help with how you identify as a culture. Like it's just yeah. not. It's it makes you super insecure. Yeah. And it's not. It's really not. Like did you did that happen to you? Did you did people do that to you in high school well, like bully me not not bully but I just kind of like were you <laughs> no I'm just oh. i did get taken to the office a number of times apparently for bullying people and I, was really? like, I was like it was a joke they laughed too <laughs> like now they're crying i'm like god oh you're like i apologize lying. to those people i just had a very 
sense dark of, humor dark sense of humor that came off as if i was attacking you but it wasn't yeah it was, i did like you it's just you like, still have the dark humor now yeah people just grew to like figure i said it, it out. Yeah, yeah it got grew to figure it out i mean it took a while for people to realize it but no i never had that because it was interesting because like again my grade was super diverse but mm-hmm. the funny thing was is that my grade was still separate like the people who hung out together they all looked similar so like there was the white Same. girls there was the white guys there was the group of Asian guys that were like mostly Filipinos with some of the Filipino girls. Yep. And like that was like quote unquote the popular group. Yeah. Not the Filipino group, but like the white girl, the popular white girls, the popular white guys, and then the Asian guys and the Asian girls would kind of all be together. And my friend group, it was funny because so we had a, fa- you know, when Facebook was big and people yeah. used to use Facebook all the time, we had a Facebook group and my friend group's Facebook group was the UN. Oh. Like the United Nations, yeah. because my friend group was the most diverse friend group in the grade. Yeah, it was. Pe- there were Filipino people. There was. I found that in my friend group, there was a lot of people that were also mixed. Mm-hmm. And I, it, I didn't think about it, but I ended up. I realized that I hung out with other mixed people. Yeah, too. I don't think it was because we were mixed. It just happened to work out that way. Mm-hmm. And, but interesting enough, like my friend group was so diverse, and I never got. I don't remember. I think I ever got picked on based on my because of my ethnicity or people would be calling me out on that shit also i clap back really quick so i think people learn not to do that yeah you're good at that so i never had to deal with it i know that my brother though going growing up went to the same high school was had issues with that where people were poking fun at him i like to the point that was it was pretty i would say was racist really yeah there was definitely racist and in my opinion that's why i don't fuck with that high school anymore just because that high school has issues. History. It of... has history and it has a history of racism. It has a history of homophobia, transphobia. Yeah. And I mean. Even recently. This Recently. Year, this is actually they had a, a lot great of transition fire... to talking about yeah. this. If you wanted, unless you wanted to keep talking about being mixed. I mean, no. This has trend... a little bit to do with both. Anyways, yeah. At least. Well, let's get into it. But um, we both went to Catholic schools. Mm-hmm. Elementary. Did you go to Catholic elementary too? Yeah. I went yeah. to. I, I did kindergarten at like public school but then after that it's been catholic since yeah yeah it, same so i went to element catholic elementary catholic high school mm-hmm. i i was baptized were you baptized twice twice <laughs> yeah <laughs> like the first time didn't work once when i was eight months then my dad took us to like a baptist church in chicago and they're just like do it again full body and she's like praise <laughs> jesus and i was like <laughs> yeah like you're trying not to suffocate <laughs> being praised <laughs> did you so like i what was the reason why you were put in Catholic school? Was it because your family was Catholic and religious? Yeah, like my things? grandparent, my my mom essentially was going to put us in school. My grandparents were like, "We want them to be in Catholic school." They'll... You pay for it then? Yeah, so <laughs> so should they pay, they paid for it? Oh, okay, well, so you. they paid for it. That was kind of the whole thing. Like we Catholic, go to Catholic school, school they cheap. pay for it. Yeah, it's not Catholic school is not cheap. Yeah, I remember other public school kids would always look at the Catholic school kids and they're like, "Oh, they're rich," and I'm like, "We're living paycheck to paycheck." Right yeah, now. <laughs> even some people, some people were on. I mean, at our high school, people would go there on scholarship. Oh yeah, yeah, that and... would happen if you were an athlete. Yeah. Yeah. And there were also, the school also did subsidies, I think, for students that couldn't fully afford mm-hmm. school. But yeah. I was like, the tuition was fucking insane, it's too. Like 40 grand a year. Yeah, it was no, insane. It wasn't like, 40 no, grand that, a year. It was like much. four grand a year. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah. It was a lot. It was a lot for a high school. Yeah. And I mean, like, I also, my, my, no, no, my dad's side was Catholic. My dad's also Catholic, too. Mm-hmm. My mom, funny enough, has tried every, almost every religion. Really? I, remember, I asked her, I was like, 
She's like, oh yeah, I've tried Hinduism. I've tried. Uh, she tried um, Catholicism. No, she tried Buddhism. She tried. Um, what's that? Hare 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 Krishna. <laughs> Hare Hare. <laughs> Hare. You know those people on the side of the road. They're like Hare Hare Krishna. Hare. Yeah, my mom. I mean, said, I've dabbled in some, you know, atheism. Yeah. <laughs> my mom's tried it all. She's. Yeah. I was. She's like, I don't know. I just wanted to see which one I liked the most, and I asked her if she liked any of them, and she's like, No. <laughs> really. She liked them, but she was just like, I like. If I were like ask my parents now, they're not religious. At yeah. All. Like I think both of them are probably on the form of atheism. Would you say they're spiritual, but they're not? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I remember asking my dad. I was asking. I was like, "What do you think happens when we die?" And he's like, "You die and you go into the dirt and you're dead." <laughs> oh, we're the same. I remember I was in grade twelve and I wrote my midterm and it was like, "Where do you think? Where do you do you? Where do you think God and Jesus like puts your soul when you and?" exit the earth and i was like we all die and go into a deep dark black hole where there's a possible chance of reincarnation but yeah. i was like but all in all like heaven does not exist and yeah. he was like bea it got, gave me a zero on my midterm and was like bea see me after class so we can restore your faith oh, God. that's what the comment was i see i found that like i was never super religious like i remember i hated going to church i would always oh, get this too. like stand up kneel sit the, down yeah kneel. and we only went to church because my dad was like for my nono my nono yeah. we have to go to church but even when i would hang out with my nono he would never talk about religion ever hmm. like it was not something that he would force down your throat he yeah. he went to church because mostly he went to church because he did choir yeah that's a and i think hands. that was a that was the extent of his religious faith like yeah. he wasn't like Oh, you have to pray to Jesus and blah, blah, blah. Like that, like growing up, we never really talked about religion mm -hmm. and going to Catholic school. I remember being like, eh, I, I didn't, I was like, this is not stupid, but I was like, I'm not into it. Like, I don't necessarily believe it. I think, you know, when you remember in high school, we'd have to do like confessions at the school oh, neighboring. God, yeah. They'd be like, if you're ready for confessions, please go over to the, you leave now. And I would never leave. Yeah. And I was like, A, I have nothing to confess because he already knows mm -hmm. if he's real. And B, no, like, yeah. I'm not, what am I going to do? Go tell a priest that I, I, I swore at my mom so you could tell me to do 10 Hail Marys yeah. or something? <laughs> like I'm ne I would never be against anybody in their religion and no. how, and how, you know, like how they want to praise whoever, yeah. worship, you believe know, who practice. you want to believe. Yeah, exactly. But for me, like, I just always felt like it was very culty. Also growing up being half black, half white, having divorced parents, like, um, like my mom had children out of wedlock like you know it was Me. all I'm yeah a bastard child. i'm a bastard yeah <laughs> so it was just like super frustrating i remember my mom telling me that we we came back from a trip i think we were like in asia or something and and then uh she it was we were with a seventh day adventist group and it was like oh. so great we did like a missionary trip of super awesome and then we come back and we go to church at our catholic church in north vancouver and the priest there had dementia nobody knew at the time and so he was like, he didn't even know you're going to burn in hell. If you're divorced children out of wedlock, if this is something that you're doing, like you're going to burn in hell, like Satan is coming after you. You are a sinner. Like you're going to die. And my mom said that she bawled her, like she had to rip us out of the mass, like halfway through and just started crying. And she was, and she was so pissed off and that kind of turned her off of mass for a very long time. Mm -hmm. But I was just like, there's so many, all these do's and don'ts and rules like god forbid being at catholic school like you had like your odd gay teacher and they couldn't come out otherwise nope. there's a chance you could get fired yeah not even a chance there's a guarantee that there's you'll a guarantee get fired that you would get fired yeah. yeah and i mean to be completely honest i haven't had one 
black teacher growing up. Yeah, I didn't have one. I had a gay teacher. I had two. Yeah, I had two. I mean, but they weren't. He never said he was. was... He never said he was gay. But I'm like, every day he had a different pair of shoes, and I was like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I was. He was my grade two teacher, and I think I knew he was gay before I even I knew I was gay. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Yeah. I remember because he would come in every day with new shoes, and he had this like wave on his hair, and he would like do that like hair flick. Yeah. And great teacher, but like totally yeah gay. Yeah. Gay. Yeah. But like, it, it's interesting because did you ever find, did you, when you went to high school, did you find that you were, did you feel re- like you were Hanam Shiba religious at all? Oh, no. Okay. You, you already not. knew going in. Yeah. No. Like as soon as I graduated, I was like, finally I'm free. I don't have to have religion class every like three days a week yeah. and like mass too. I would literally, I would skip weekly mass and just like hide in the change rooms in the locker mm. with like two of my friends. I think we tried to pierce one of my friend's ear. We were just like. We're not gonna. We're not spewing the Our Father today. We're gonna stick a needle in this ear and see if it bleeds. <laughs> like that was more entertaining for us. That's so but, funny. But yeah, like, I mean, growing up in Catholic school was very interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure a lot of the experiences would have been the same in a public school. Like, if we're talking about minority and race. But I mean, how did you feel being like? Did you feel comfortable coming out as gay when we were in high? No. No. Did you feel like it was wrong because Not, of what you were it, taught? Like, see, that's the, the thing. Religion? It's like when when we were in school, I they never. I don't remember if they ever brought up homosexuality ever. Yeah, it was like a taboo topic. You don't talk about it. And like, mm-hmm. I knew there were gay kids in the high school. There was always those those handful that were the obvious gays. Yeah, and then there was clearly the other group that were not out, but mm-hmm. like they were clearly gay. Yeah, and for me, like I'm backtracking a little bit, but like. I realized I wasn't Catholic once I realized that there was so many, all these like rules of like do's and don'ts. And I felt like it was so judgy. Yeah. And also I had one religion teacher who really, in all honesty, he ruined it. If there was any hope, he ruined it for me. And it was because he was saying about like, he remember he talked about like, he was like, animals don't have souls. And he was like, abortion, you're going to go to hell. Oh God. And then, um, cause remember they used to do abortion walks. Yeah. And they used to like recruit students in high school and have like a abor- like a pro pro life march. Yeah. Pro life clubs. Yes. And I remember I had oh a teacher God. one time and he asked me, he was like, why don't you come to the pro life march? He's like, it's pretty crazy. He's like one guy, we almost got ran off the road the other day and I, the other time. And I was like. Well, yeah, because you're yelling at people, telling them they're going to go to hell and involving yourselves in other people's life decisions. Yeah. Like, it's not Having your fucking 15, business. Having 15, 16, 17-year-olds bring, like, boards with bloody babies on it. Like, like no. Those people, I'm, I would have not, I did definitely did not know exactly what pro-life was. Like, too Neither in, in did depth. I. I was just like, oh, I can get out of class. I didn't go, but, yeah. like, that. if I would go, that would be my excuse. Yeah. It wouldn't be because I full on knew what was going on. Yeah. And I'm not, we're not trashing on religion. Yeah. We like, I support, you have the right to believe whatever the hell you want to believe. Yeah. As long as you keep it to yourself. I have yourself. so many friends that are very keep it religious. To yourself, they though. go to mass like every week with their families. They pray, you mm-hmm. know, they have like, um, like it's, I would never, ever judge somebody. If anything, I, I like having conversations about religion for Same. sure. Yeah. But it is interesting because I know that the Catholic faith by their rules or whatever doesn't accept homosexuality yeah for whatever reason they apparently god created everyone but not the gays <laughs> like you guys are void we, we just came out of the lake like devoguing <laughs> the <and> shit. lake <laughs> we came out voguing you know what i mean yeah. but um my for me like coming out in high school was extremely difficult because i think i knew i was gay like grade seven i knew really yeah i forgot oh wait there was an incident where i was like yep 
<laughs> really? Yeah. What nothing nothing happened. Nothing was it like happened. you saw someone or you watched a movie or you had a No, like it, it's always funny because now they have all these memes now about like um, when, it, when, when you, you knew you were out. gay. And yeah. it was funny because it's like, you know, when you go to like the Bay or like Sears and they have like the underwear packs. Yeah. And it's like the muscle guys with the underwear and yeah. you like stare at them. And <laughs> yeah. it was like, that's when you know. <laughs> You're like, I don't need underwear, but I'll take six. Yeah. <laughs> Um, just so I could look at this photo a little longer. Yeah, but I, I, for me, coming out in high school was something that was I wanted to do, and I had a fairly large friend group, and I made it difficult for myself. Where I was like, my friend group was maybe like 15, 20 people, mm-hmm. and I came out to them all individually, and I would, I was strategic in who I picked first, first, yeah, and who I told them. And if I came out to someone, I would tell them, and then I would tell them who else knew, yeah, because. Going into Catholic school, it's taboo, and it's like very it's also knit. it's 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 scary. I think because mm-hmm. you're you're afraid of a people are they're not going to like you because some of your friends are really religious. Yeah, I remember I had a friend, a very close friend of mine, and he. I remember one time we were at like we were hanging out, and he was talking about like how he didn't believe in gay marriage, and he thinks gays should not be allowed to marry because it's sinful. And when he was saying this, a couple of my friends in my room knew that I was gay. Yeah. And they were just like giving me the eyes like, oh. <laughs> like, like looking fuck. at me like, uh, run. Yeah. You're saying all the wrong things. Yeah. And How like it, it made it difficult because I was like, I couldn't be myself. And it's funny because someone started a rumor about me in high school saying that I was bi. And I was like, jokes on you. <laughs> <laughs> it's one way or the highway. Yeah. Have you ever heard of like, say people will always say bi now, gay later. Because yeah. one of the things that's easier for gay people when they're coming out is like, I remember I did this. I played the bi card where I was mm. like, I'm bisexual. Yeah. I wasn't. Yeah. I don't want to. No, I'm, I definitely was Why not. did you say that? Because it felt, it felt safer to say bi than say gay. Because for straight people, mm-hmm. there was like, oh, you're bi. So you could, you could still marry a woman. So you're not like really gay. You know what I mean? And like you had to. That's kind of, that's <laughs> fucked up. It is I would never up. think of it like that, but that's like that's fucked up. It is fucked up, and I I remember every time I would come out to someone, I was like, I'm gonna lose this friend. Yeah, they're not gonna want to be friends with me because like I was left... it like did you cry whenever you told a friend, or was it kind of like Only, you were sure and it was fine? I don't think I cried, but I think there was one or two times when I was really scared. Yeah. to tell them, and when I did tell them, like it was funny because like in the moment you're like they're all gonna hate me, and yeah. then when you come out to them all, they're all like, okay, yeah, we don't care. And then you're like, oh, so all that worry for nothing kind yeah. of thing, right? But like, it's it's honestly, it's a scary thing because even when, you, when you're gay, you never stop coming out. Yeah. You are constantly coming out because every person you meet, they're going to ask because mm-hmm. apparently everyone's always interested with who you're sleeping with all the time or yeah. what, what you're, who do you sleep with, right? Mm-hmm. Boy or girl. But um, I, it, I don't know. It was really difficult. I never told like teachers. I didn't tell my parents, I think, till I was 21. Or twenty, so way after high school. I Why did you to decide them. to tell them? Interesting. At that point, I had an ex who I'm not gonna lie, I felt kind of pressured to come out because of him. Oh really? He was kind of he, he inadvertently was pressuring me to come out mm-hmm. to them because he was kind of like you know it'll just make everything easier blah blah blah. Yeah. And I wouldn't blame him for it, but like I didn't feel like I was like I felt rushed to do it, but at the same time like why am I hiding a, a, a huge part of my life to my parents? Mm-hmm. And coming out to them was a whole different story. I also did the same fucking thing again. I came out to them one at a time. Close together or like no. very far apart? No, I came out to one one day and the next the next day. Oh, okay. okay. Interesting. I told my dad first because I thought he would be the hardest to tell. Because hmm. I was like, no. Yeah. Like it, it, it's, 
if you're not gay, it's fucking scary. Yeah. Coming out is, is a traumatizing thing because there's people that they get thrown out of their house. They're, you hear all these bad stories that yeah. happens to people. And like this was also 10 years, well, not 10 years ago, like eight, 10 years ago. So yeah. the, world, the world's changed a lot in like eight years. Yeah. But like it was still weird. And when I came out to my dad, I remember I was like, cry, like uh-huh, crying and shit. And uh, he was like, it's, he's like, it's okay. And he, he kind of got emotional too. And he was like, don't worry. Like, I'll still, I still love you. Nothing has changed. Blah, blah, yeah. blah. I came out to my mom and mom was like, I kind of knew. And I'm like, ah, fuck off. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I knew when you were born. I was like, what was I coming out of the womb when I was voguing? Yeah. I was like, you better work. <laughs> she was like, no, I felt it on the inside. <laughs> yeah. She heard the RuPaul music playing. Inside she was like, you were just bashing my fucking womb with that foot. <laughs> You're just doing the foot jiggle. <laughs> Get me out. TikTok dances. <laughs> yeah, but like coming out to them was difficult. And honestly, like for about a year, it was weird at my house. Really? It was it was very weird because like... Was everyone kind of figuring out how to be around you again? Yes. And also it was very taboo topic. Like, no, my dad didn't ask about anything gay related. My mom was better at it, but not great. Yeah. And it took a while. And I remember like talking to them about stuff and they were my mom and dad would be like you know well you know it is hard for us like we're just trying to like understand and blah 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 mm-hmm. and i remember i told my mom i was like think about how hard it is for me it's like yeah. if it's hard for you i'm like you're not the one dealing with it and having to experience life like this yeah and one of my mom's biggest worries was like you're she's like you're dark skin and you're gay she's like you have two things where this world is not like you kind of thing yeah. and like, willing to accept you so my mom was more worried about how society would deal with me because mm-hmm. she was like, I think more worried for me. She's like, she knew that how some people don't like gay people. Yeah. For whatever reason, they don't it's like their them. Fucking prejudice and bias. Yeah. Their own prejudice, their own self-hate. Yeah. For whatever hate reason. Hate themselves, hate other people. They hate themselves. Yeah. That's what I think. But like, yeah, it was always difficult. And I think for a long time, I kind of shielded it for a bit. Yeah. Till now, where I'm, I, I literally don't give a fuck. Like someone asks, I will straight up tell you, I'm not afraid about it. Like, yeah, I'm over it. This, we're everywhere. You can't get rid of us. We're not going anywhere. But straight people are the ones making us to begin with, anyway. Yeah. So it's like, like, I remember, I remember when we first met. I didn't know if you were or not. A lot of people at work didn't know. It was funny. No, because I remember I worked with you every fucking day. We yeah. worked together all the time. But I, I, I was like talking to my friend and I was like, I don't know if he's hitting on me or if he's just like friendly. And I was just like, I don't know. And then I was like, I don't know if, if he's even attracted to me or not. <laughs> and then I was like, I can't tell. And then um, you would refer like not his or her, but you say like them all the time. When I referred to like my someone I was with. Yeah. You'd yeah. be like, oh, I went out on a date with them. Or like I went out with them, and I'd be yeah. like, "Huh, interesting." I still can't tell. And then yeah, because there's like, there's like, it's it's so stupid, but you put up a shield, yeah, because you're afraid. Like I, my first job when I worked at Cactus Club, mm-hmm. I don't think I can. I didn't come out. I did not tell anyone really? that I was gay. Like no yeah. one knew I was gay, and I was out at that point. But I didn't tell anyone. But like Cactus Club is like, there's so many big macho guys, and it's like yo bro bro, and you have yeah. to like play into that. But not realizing that most people just don't give a shit. The job that we're at now, I feel like it really... Not this job, sorry. When I worked at Starbucks. Yeah. So when I got hired at Starbucks, I there was four other gay guys that were working there. And they really helped me become more comfortable mm-hmm. because they were so open about it. And I was just like, oh, like I can just be open about it. And it's fine. Yeah. It, no one gives a shit. And that job really helped like propel me into this like, I don't care. And the one that we're at now. Yeah. 
there's multiple. So many. There's yeah. so many gay people that work at our work. Yeah. Gay women and men, yeah. bisexuals. There's tons. Trans. Trans. Yeah. Wait, what? We had. We remember when. We oh were yeah, we've, we yeah, yeah we've yeah. had yeah we've had so like there's so much diversity and I think it's interesting though because now there's people that we work with who have told me personally how me being so open has helped them become more comfortable with being gay yeah and being open about it like i even there's people that you and i both know that are more i feel like they are i I say gay or being the sense that they're more comfortable being openly gay yeah than they were before Mm -hmm. and i think it's because if you're if there's enough of you around it's like impossible what are you gonna do yeah what are you gonna do (laughs) come at me (laughs) come at us no like i like i remember you never came out to me you just like got over putting that shield up and then you're more easier with like saying like who you're with what you're doing like and all that shit so um but i just remember like uh i wasn't sure how to i didn't have a lot of like uh people in my life a part of the lgbtq community Mm -hmm. i'd say the only person was like my godfather growing up Mm -hmm. um and like him and his boyfriends and stuff and so but like I just remember like seeing what people were like around people who were gay mm-hmm. and lesbian and bi and stuff. And specifically with gay men, I found that people were like, oh my God, like, you know, like just doing the, oh my God, you're gay. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, hey honey. Yes, queen. Like, yes. Like, you know, like shit like that. And then, so yeah, <laughs> you're like, don't even get me started. And so I was just like, okay, like, is this what people fucking do? So I was just like, hey, I'm not that type of person. I'm just like, I'm more like, I'm not yes, queen. I'm like, sup, dude. Yeah. Like to girls and guys of anything. I'm just yeah. like, I'm going to call you dude no matter what. And I just felt like I wasn't like, okay, I feel like they're not going to like me because I talk like a, like I talk like a fucking trucker. Yeah. And so I like, but then working where we work and like meeting more people, I was just like, oh, okay. I was like, people who do that are actually kind of disrespectful and yeah. irritating as fuck. And yeah. I was just like, I can be myself because they're themselves. Like, I, yeah. you know, like I got more comfortable with it, but uh, it was never something I was uncomfortable with. It was just something that I wasn't sure. I wanted to make sure I was doing it right and doing it politely and being appropriate. Mm-hmm. And I feel like now I'm like, we're all one. We yeah. are one. Oh, God. <laughs> From Lion see, I don't want to get Lion King. <laughs> we it's not Lion. One. Oh, yeah. Oh. Isn't it? <laughs> you know, I will always refer to a Disney movie. Oh, God. <laughs> and I don't want to overgeneralize, but like... Gay people, I think, in general, just want to be treated like everyone else. Yeah. Or don't treat us differently or specially or whatever. We are the same. I know. I was like... I, I have served people. There was one time I was serving... <laughs> yeah. I was serving this these two gay guys and this they had great. their straight female friend. Yeah. And um, the thing with... Gaydar is a thing. Mm-hmm. Like, gay people can tell when there are other gay people and they know when you are gay. Yeah. That's why it's funny because I think that the closeted gay people don't like gay people because they know that they know. Mm-hmm. We could tell. It's real. We know. And like when I was serving these guys, the two gay guys, they knew I was gay. I didn't have to tell them. Mm -hmm. They just knew because I was the way I was talking with them. And the girl was like, I asked them if they wanted more drinks. And the girl was like, yes, queen, we do. (laughs) And I like looked at her. Really? I was like, the fuck? And the gay guy was like, you can't talk to him like that. And she's like, what do you mean? He's like, you have no right to talk to him like that. They're like, we could talk to him like that, but you can't. Yeah. And she was like, but I'm friends with you. And he, she's like, just because you have a gay friend doesn't mean you could talk gay to a gay person. Yeah. And like, one Goes of our... the same for the N-word. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just because... Just because... you know someone. Gives you no right. <laughs> yeah. And like, it's funny because I remember one of our, our manager's friend, 
one of the things that when I remember when I told her that I was gay or that she had known, the first thing she did was she was like, yes, queen, work, work. Like I, I looked and I was like, no. Yeah. I was like, don't, don't Turn ever do away. that. Don't ever do that. <laughs> don't look at me. I was like, You're, no, we're not, we're not on that level. Yeah. <laughs> but like, it, it, I don't know. People, I found that when I would go to like raves, mm-hmm. there would be, it's interesting because some people would be like, when, so I would, I made out with a guy at a rave. And like people were walking by us, and it was like a tr- it was like a truck stop. People would go back and they would be like, "Yes, we love gays," and they're like, "I support this, yeah, yeah." And it's <laughs> it's weird because then it feels like you're becoming like a spectacle, yeah. And you're like, you could just be like, just say nothing, because mm-hmm. when you're pointing that out to me, it doesn't make me feel like you're accepting. It means that you're pointing it out and identifying that I am different, yeah, and that you are okay that I am different. Don't you don't even don't yeah. just don't put me in that. Like, Box. oh, you're different. Therefore, I'm going to tell you that I support you kind of thing. Yeah. Just support support it by Being ignoring normal. or yeah. not even making it like it's a big deal. Yeah. It's like, this is a part of everyday life. Get the fuck over it. Yeah. Yeah. There, we literally, there are gay people fucking everywhere, especially in Vancouver. <laughs> Overrun. <The> corners, alleys, <laughs> yeah. beds. And no trucks. one hates gay people more no. than gay people. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> they just like hate each other. They, oh God. There's a whole nother level of gay people. The not stare downs, other gay the people. eye rolls. Yeah, literally. I just rolled my eyes just now. <laughs> yeah. You're like the master of rolling your I eyes. I can't help it. Or like, I'm just uh, like, oh God. Yeah. You like sound like you're just tired all the time. You're like, uh. Yeah, like, <laughs> you, remember, you remember our coworker, he would come in and every time he would walk in through the door, he would roll his eyes. You know who I'm talking about. No. Oh yeah. You know yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully he's listening too. We, you, you, With his earphones in. <laughs> yeah. He'd come in and he'd be like, "Oh, and I'm yeah. like, what happened? Tell me." <laughs> Just like, why am I here again? Spill tea. <laughs> yeah. Has anybody ever outed you when like you didn't like you were just like why the f- like that's not oh, your like, right? Outed me? Yeah. No, but I do know people that got that have been outed before. I my can't even my imagine. my boyfriend now he was outed by a friend. Really? Yeah, to a bunch of other people. And like wow. to me, that's that's a the rudest thing you could ever do to someone, mm-hmm. especially to a gay person. Being coming out is fucking hard. Ruining it for them and doing it for them is bullshit. Yeah, like that's fighting shit. Like I remember there were people that we worked with, and I had some coworkers would come up to me and they'd be like, "Do you know if so and so is gay?" And I would straight up tell them, "Why don't you go ask them yourself?" Yeah, I, I knew, yeah. but I'm not gonna tell them. That that because to me even if they are open about it, I'm, I'm not gonna out them. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you can go ask them. Yeah. Like, why do you ask? Why a? Why does it matter? Yeah. Every time there's a new guy hired at, at our works, they all people always ask, "Do you think so and so is gay?" Really? Like, I don't know. And at the same time, I don't give a fuck. And like, you could also just go ask him yourself. Yeah. Even I, if I knew, I'm not gonna out the kid. Yeah. I feel like I'm always just like, okay, I'm gonna work with you. You're gonna work with me. We're gonna have a good time and like get to know each other and. Like, I don't need to know, but if you tell me, then it's fine. Well, because it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's it doesn't matter. change my day. Exactly. Like, what? Like, really? Write, So-and-so's gay. I didn't know that. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. That's like a whole spectacle. You're like a zoo animal. Yeah. Like, I mean, say we have people who are listening who have not come out. Do you have, like, advice or Take things your to time. Say? Yeah. Take your time. I think that coming out is freeing. Mm-hmm. because you get to finally be yourself and you, you I mean like the thing is is that coming out's not easy I would never say rush it and do it everyone's different but I think that you should know that the people that you think might not like you they'll love you regardless and yeah. the people that don't love you they were never meant to be in your life to begin with yeah they could fuck off 
Like the, at the end of the day, your real friends will stick with you. They'll support you. Mm-hmm. And to people that have gay friends, don't treat them differently. Treat yeah. them like they're the exact fucking same person. Because nothing's worse than feeling like you are different mm-hmm. and people making it evident that you are different. That's why I think I've told the two guys that we work with, two straight guys, yeah. who you know I'm talking yeah. about. And I had told them personally, I, I told them, I was like, you know what I appreciate about you two is that you both never have treated me like I'm different. Mm-hmm. You've both just accepted me as a friend. And as and, a degenerate. And, and so. as a degenerate, as a mess <laughs> of a human being. But not because I'm gay. They, yeah. they just treated me like a normal human being. And for me, that was like a first where I was like, I felt normal. Really? That was a first? Yeah. You no, know, because some straight guys are fucking weird. They think that you're interested in them and you're like, you're not. Have you looked in the fucking mirror? <laughs> I have standards too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not interested in that. Yeah. You're six. You're a 10 in friendship, but you're a six on paper. <laughs> yeah. Also, if I'm friends with you and you're straight, I am. There's no interest whatsoever that's gone out the door you were like family to me and that's gross (laughs) but like yeah no some straight yeah some straight guys have this hyper masculinity problem where they'll like make jokes you're like yeah i bet you want to do you're like i bet you want that Mm -hmm. and i and i don't yeah i'm not interested Mm -hmm. like i feel like nightclubs i yeah like i know a lot of bouncers that have been in nightclubs and they're just like yeah i said on like a pride night or on a night where it's, um, I would say, honestly, just Pride Night. Like, I just remember a couple of them were like, yeah, we don't. Or on the drag nights. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Yeah. Okay. On the drag nights or on the Pride Nights, some of the bouncers would be like, yeah, don't book me on another day like this because I don't want to see that. And it's really? like, yeah, very often. And even some of the clubs on Davy. Oh, like celebrities. Yeah. Interestingly enough, interestingly enough, celebrities historically was a gay gay club. club. It has always been a gay club. Yes, until Blueprint stole, stole it from it, the gay yeah. community, basically. And it's just like it that like just infuriates me. Like, what is so like? I'm sorry, you're not seeing a girl rubbing her ass on some like blackout guy's dick. Like, instead, you're saying you're seeing like other people like make out with each other and do shit. But like, yeah. it's no, why understand what street you're on yeah like figure out what like, job you're yeah. getting into you know you're on davy street which is the gay mecca of vancouver yeah and you also know you're working at a historically gay club which still holds gay events not anymore obviously because of fucking covid yeah miss rona that's that could be a drag name miss rona miss miss rona miss rona She's spitting on everyone <laughs> <laughs> just coughing everywhere <laughs> Oh my um, god! Passing out in the middle of her set. But that's the funny thing is, there's so men. There a lot of straight men have this toxic masculinity where they're uncomfortable around gay people. If you are uncomfortable around gay people, maybe you are not comfortable in your own sexuality, and you need to give your head a shake. And because the funny thing is, is the straight guys that that I am good friends with, or the yeah. ones, even the ones that we work with, they're not weird about it. Know no. why? Because they are comfortable in their own sexuality. And yeah. I think the problem now is like. With the fact that gay people are so visible, mm-hmm. I feel like straight men are more fragile than they ever are. Been. They're more fragile than gay men because they're just like they can't. They are like, if I do this, they're gonna think I'm gay, and you're like, no, they're I'm too not. in like a like a self conscious bubble. Yeah, they're still so worried about what the outside world is perceiving of them. Mm-hmm. Like it's so insane, and yeah. so you like you no really... homo, bro, no homo, oh, no homo. Oh my god, I hate that. Fuck off with that. Yeah, it's like finger me. Oh, no homo, or like pause that's that's the new no homo pause pause yeah it's so it's so irritating but like oh my gosh but yeah i i I just i can't stand that and like when people use 
the F word. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, that infuriates the fuck out of me. Mm -hmm. And, like, growing up, that word was used often. Yeah. Like, I mean, even the N word. I would go back to some of my conversations with friends from, like, high school. I had a lot of friends who weren't black that were saying that word. Yeah. To me, nonchalantly. Yeah, I, I remember like, growing up too, a lot of people would use the F word all the time. Yeah, and I was like, damn. It's just like times have really changed and I just feel like... I feel like now I don't hear... I mean, N word differently. I definitely don't hear the N word as often. Uh, well, not in like... Con- I mean, like yeah. more people are afraid to use that word. Yeah. But I find that even like... I've, I've rarely heard the F word being used. Me too. I w- and I think people are growing to understand that it's A, it's a very derogatory word. I've, I have been called it before. I've been called it walk by walking down the street. Actually, shit you not. A month ago, I <laughs> yeah. got called faggot. I said it. <laughs> We're calling it the F word. I can say it. I'm gay. I got called a faggot walking down commercial going home. Okay. And I was wearing a fucking hoodie and jeans and had no sign of like obvious being homosexual. And some guy walked by me and he was like fucking faggot. What? And I at first I thought it was the song that I was listening to. And I was like, is this a remix? Yeah. <laughs> And I did a double take and I was like, oh, that guy called me a faggot, but I didn't get to say anything fast enough because he'd already walked away. And I was yeah. thinking like, you were like, damn, didn't get the clap back. <laughs> yeah. And I'm also like, you're on commercial drive. Yeah. Pick your poison. Pick your poison. Yeah. <laughs> like you're in the wrong area to be calling this person, someone that. And like, that's another thing is like holding hands. Yeah. So my last relationship, I don't think we ever held hands for three years. Really? Never hold held hands. Hold held. Because you were scared about what other people were going to think? No, he just never held my hand. Because I think he was never comfortable with mm. it. And like the guy that I'm with now, the other, actually the other day, um, we were walking from Stanley Park. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, walking up like Demon Street and he went and held my hand. And I was like... <gasps> yeah. You're like, what? No, and I, I loved it. No, yeah. I was just like... But you were shocked. Huh. I was shocked. And also it's funny because when you're like two guys holding hands... You don't know what kind of reactions you're going to get. Yeah. I've had people like stare and like look. I've walked down the Granville Strip holding someone's hand one time and I was like, we're going to get stabbed. Yeah. <laughs> but like the fact that that's even just uh, like, it's like being a girl walking down the street late at mm-hmm. night. Like you don't know like who's going to try and violate you or take yeah. advantage or be rude or, you know. Yeah. Like and I remember waiting for a bus and we were holding hands. I was holding hands with uh, this guy and we were holding hands and there was police at the bus stop. And the police, I shit you not, walked closer to us, didn't come up, like say anything to us, but they walked closer to us. And I felt like they were inadvertently watching to make sure no one else would bother us because we were holding hands. Yeah. That's what it felt like. They were giving that impression of being like, we have to protect them. Yeah. But at the same time, I was like, what am I, an endangered animal? Like, (laughs) like, protect the rhinos. (laughs) Protect the rhinos. No, but like holding hands is such a, is a statement. It's. For gay people, I think it is still such a statement because yeah. there's some people that are like, "What witchcraft?" Yeah. They look at you like you're witchcraft. No, they look at you. Witch. Yeah, they look <laughs> at you like the fuck. Yeah. And, but when when he held my hand the other day, I was like, "Yes." Yeah. It felt so nice, and at the yeah. same time, I was like, "Oh, like you, you're 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 comfortable," and yeah. that way, I felt so comfortable, and I was just like, "Fuck yeah, hold my fucking hand. You're my boyfriend." Yeah. 
I don't give two shits. And people were complimenting us saying, you guys are so cute. I know. Fuck off. Like, cute. <laughs> hot, you mean. <laughs> I wish somebody stopped me on the side of the street. Did it. It, was, it frustrates me. I'm like, really? Do, do I have to like other women in order to be complimented on being a beautiful woman with another beautiful woman? <laughs> yeah. Like, can I not just be complimented for the man I'm dating? Like, oh, you two look lovely. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sakes. It's no, just but not it's, happening. It's, it's, it's that, but I think that's the same thing of being different. People look at you like, they're they're like, it's like they're like Rosa Parks right now holding yeah. hands walking down the street. <laughs> You're like, what a move. Yeah. And like at the same time, it's just like, no. It, it, but it's funny how it's still a statement. Yeah. It it's is. still such a statement. Mm-hmm. And you're like, no. You're, you're A, we're in the West End, which is also basically the gay neighborhood. Yeah. That whole area. And like, there's enough gays that are around that'll be like, they'll fucking help me. Yeah. The person who's to. like, no. It's like, go back to Abbotsford, bitch. Yeah. Literally, <laughs> yeah. go back to the Bible Belt. Yeah. Behind the belt. Bible belt. Oh, Bible belt. Behind oh my the, God. Below the belt. Oh my God, the fucking Bible belt. The Bible belt. But yeah, uh, our little rant. We didn't really get any responses today. No, we also didn't post We anything. didn't post anything. We forgot. We like took a nice little week off for ourselves. We yeah, didn't we did. Do it. Yeah, we took a nice week off. We I really finally did. had a day off. It was great. Also, I think this one, I mean, we probably could have gotten responses for this. And I, mean, I feel like we still could. We can maybe t- put a response put up questions <laughs> and like maybe touch on them in the next episode in the beginning if we wanted to yeah. I think I know that there's definitely other people out here that have experiences being mixed being in a religious school being gay coming yeah. out this is these are very across the board yeah I'm wondering if maybe we do like a segment where people tell us share their stories with us yeah call in yeah. no no Go, call in we're live yeah I know <laughs> like a radio station yeah but yeah this one I liked this one because it was like we're getting out of the relationship things and going a little bit into like different diverse topics. Yeah, there's more things out there than relationships. We'll be back on relationships though. Yeah. There's a lot more of that. Yeah. We're still a couple people scorned. Yeah. <laughs> we, we still got a lot of shit to say. Yeah, but I think it's it, it's we have a lot of we have a lot of things to talk about. Yeah, when do we not? Yeah, literally. So I mean like the topics are always going to be changing. Yeah. At the end of the day we're not therapists. But hey, we'll help you if you're gay, if you're mixed. We help you if you're both we've we've already gone through it at this point i think neither of us give a shit about our ethnicity and that we both embrace being mixed yeah. i embrace that i'm gay i don't give a flying fuck i actually like it <laughs> i some i remember when i was younger i was like i wonder what it was like if i was straight and honestly i i don't wish to be straight no, no. Do, you, do you think if people like have you ever had somebody ask you questions like, like oh, like, I see, like, how is your coming out? Like, I'm looking to, like, you know, like, have, have you ever needed to give other people advice? Uh, when I was younger? Yeah. Yeah, but that was still coming out, too. I mean, like, now most of the gay people I know are, their pride flags in their stories. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're, like, they're taking those shirtless pics, and they're, like, just woke up. Yeah. <laughs> like, for me, like, I'll have um, some girls who are also mixed race and who did the big the, it's, it's the hair the hair really gets you when you have to do the big chop it's really hard on your mental it's hard yeah. on your physical it's a whole thing so i had some girls being like oh like just asking advice like how did i do it what products did i use how does it feel and it's just like i'm i'm scared like sharing their fears like i'm scared to do it like this is like ah like it's like my hair ah, mm-hmm. you know so um i would just say like if you have questions if you have comments if you have you know if you want advice yeah. I'm, I'm always willing to talk to people about their insecurities or yeah and i think that's something that we could definitely put out there yeah for people who have questions or maybe want advice yeah it's of always gonna be ages. anonymous yeah it's yeah. always anonymous always gonna be anonymous we don't ever share anyone's responses with anyone anybody only, just only us. you and i know yeah. who says what so 
like feel comfortable to i mean i fuck like nobody wants to be alone in their own thoughts so i would just say like feel comfortable to send us stuff and ask us questions have conversations like we're totally willing to even a phone call or two yeah Uh, that'd be fine but like your shit's gonna stay silent Mm-hmm. We're like the Fort Knox. Yeah. <laughs> or Area 51. In this <laughs> yeah. You can't get in. You can't get in. Oh, nothing getting out. <laughs> you can get anything in. You just nothing going out. Is that sexual? I don't know. <laughs> that like everything's Not intentionally, going in, but never nothing's coming out. out. <laughs> it hurts. <laughs> that was sexual. Hurts. That was yeah. sexual. That was definitely sexual. All right. Well, I guess this is the end of the episode. Yeah. And we'll see you guys next Monday. Next Monday. We hope you liked this episode. Let us know if you want us to talk about more stuff kind of like this. Mm-hmm. A little bit more diverse. Follow us on Instagram at Bitch I'm Not a Therapist. My name's Bea. My name's Dylan. And this is Bitch, Bitch I'm, I'm Not, Not a, a Therapist. Therapist. See you next Monday. Bye.